Strayer. How are you going? Hey, Gan. It is Friday. It is January 21st. All day. TGIF, am I right? Yeah. Love it. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer. Sometimes, for whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out. Getting a bit warm in here. Should have brought some bees in. What am I doing? And this is a uh, bit of a fuck it Friday. Larry Armour Studios vibe, I reckon. I'm going to give you the uh, lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA. That's what we do while repping Australia a bit, as always. Uh, so today's show, Lonzo is going under the knife. Better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, Paul Thrillsap wants out of Brooklyn. We've got our third All-Star voting results in. No real surprises apart from Maple Jordan. Uh, and we're going to do my All-Star picks because bloody hell, why not? I'm just going to vote for Delhi. Ten times, even though he's playing for the United. Whatever. Uh, we've got all three games from today covered in the NBA Australia Game Wraps. That means that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've also got dickhead of the week because it is Friday. We've got some quick yeah nahs, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back takeouts. We're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Player Watch, a uh, Luke Longley Award, which is for the role player who just does their bloody job. And uh, the NBA Australia Game Previews and Picks for the entire weekend. It's a lot of games. Exciting. Uh, we'll finish off the promised diary of Stephen Adams as well. That'll be fun. It's good to see him back. Right. Episode 741 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better if you're Chuck Barkley. Or you better watch out for the pacer attack here for the Warriors. Wow, the no-name pacers beat the Warriors today. That's unreal. Uh, right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the Daily... Whip around. There you go. All-star voting is in today. The third round. Pretty exciting, but not really. Uh, no real changes. East front court, still KD, Giannis, and Embiid leading off the votes. Back court is still DeRozan and Trey. With Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine just behind them. In the west, you got LeBron James, Joker, and Andrew Wiggins. Maple Jordan himself. But that's also because of the dearth of actual half-decent west front court players uh, that haven't been hurt or kind of are just weird and a bit shitty or out at the moment, uh, like Draymond, Mallow, AD. Yeah, Mallow being on there is funny. <laughs> Gobert, Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton, and the backcourt in the West is Steph, Ja, and Luca. Pretty gnarly. Not a bad uh, setup. And uh, so we'll actually have our picks a little bit later as well in the show. No real giant... Like It's a weird one this year. I feel like the All-Stars... Basically, the back end of the roster is pretty much 9 to 10 of all the players on both teams are pretty much, like, unassailable. And uh, if you want to throw, you know, you're basically just tuning around the edges at this point. So it's a bit weird. But anyway, we'll get to that. Dame! He's going to miss six to eight weeks. And depending on how the team does in the second half of the season, it looks like he might get shut down. Fascinating to see what happens with CJ and Nurk over the... Uh, Interim, but uh, that was a nice bit of uh, Shams news that came through. As I mentioned at the top, Lonzo has been diagnosed with a small meniscus tear in his left knee, so he's going to go un- well. He's un- going to undergo arthroscopic surgery in his left knee. He's expected to miss six to eight weeks. I'll talk about this again later in Yanaz, but 
I mean, it's tough for Lonzo, tough for the Bulls, but they're pretty uniquely placed to uh, deal with that. The Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. I talked about how the Pacers beat the Warriors. They did so without the Suvlaki King, basically without any of their players today, which is crazy. Rick Carlisle said, uh, yeah, no definitive timeline, but he's going to at least miss a few games, I think. We'll see. Yeesh. Not the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. Oh, could I get the combo meat? Thanks, Demartis. Cheers, mate. Uh, Thrill Sap, I mentioned this as well. He wants out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So it sort of seems like when he was uh, able to choose in the offseason about where he wanted to go, he was like, oh, Chicago. Oh, maybe Washington. Oh, I could join up with a bunch of other veterans and not get that much playing time because I'm older than fuck. Uh, so this was interesting because I loved how they uh, worded it, right? They've agreed to find the four-time All-Star a new team where he can have a greater contribution. Yes, enjoy this 36-year-old Paul Thrill Surfer who can no longer really score, no really, no longer really play defense, and uh, is kind of handy as a 9-15 to 15 minute backup big. Awesome. Who couldn't play for a Nets team that desperately needed some size. <laughs> Jesus. Best of luck with that. Fines! Hold on to your wallets. Kyrie got fined 25k. I enjoyed this one. So I didn't actually mention this on yesterday's show. I was waiting for the fine to come down. It didn't come down until this morning. Uh, so he was like yelling back. Well, a bit of back and forth. There's some Cleveland fans. Classic Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, when the Nets played there the other day, it wasn't even really back and forth. They were just talking shit. And then Kyrie's like, uh, got, got y'all a championship, motherfucker. Still ungrateful. Which is... Right. I mean, they're talking shit. and It's like, come on, Cleveland fans. It's fucking Kyrie. We all know he's a fuckhead. But, I mean, he did get you a title. He hit the biggest shot in your fucking franchise's history. So, shove your heads up your ass. So, how does Kyrie get fined 25k for basically telling Cleveland fans the truth? I guess he did say motherfucker. That is a tough one. Speaking of fines for the Nets, uh, David Vanterpool, as mentioned, basically... uh, Tapped away a pass in the Washington Nets game yesterday and was fined $10,000 for that. And the organization of the Brooklyn Nets was fined twenty five dollars for that because he interfered with the live play, which was great. It's almost like they set it up. The fact is, uh, Kyle Kuzma came out and was like, yeah, this is horse shit. What the fuck? He shouldn't be standing up. Nobody on the men should be standing up. There's like three and a bit minutes to go. It's like, also, Kuz... You shouldn't have lost that game. What are you doing? Rusty! He was benched by Frank Vogel yesterday. I hit on this really quickly yesterday. He was playing like shit. And uh, the Lakers down the stretch just like, nah, fine. And Vogel apparently had the front office's blessing. uh, The front office's blessing, at least. uh, AKA, he asked LeBron and went, LeBron, is it all right if I bench Rusty if he's playing like shit? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's fine. Uh, So it turns out Rusty nearly left... The floor is like fucked off uh, when he was subbed out from League Monk yesterday. But DeAndre Jordan was like, nah, come on, man. So Rusty sat there for the next few minutes uh, just talking shit from the bench. And no one's entirely sure who he was talking to. Uh, I don't know if it was some Antonio Brown kind of vibes, just yelling into the ether. Maybe some Pat Bev vibes or just barking at the moon. I don't know what Russell Westbrook was yelling about. He was playing like shit and he got benched. Suck it up, Rusty. Uh, and Frank Vogel, so this is the ESPN report. Basically, it was sanctioned by Lakers management. I like that. Do you reckon he sent an email to Jeannie Buss going, Jeannie, if Russell's playing badly, uh, is it okay if I bench him? And she's like, you're the coach. I <laughs> uh, love it. 
the staff in essence was told, you got to do what you got to do with Westbrook. Just beg him not to shoot. Ben Simmons, the latest in the Ben Simmons saga. Fuck me, I'm so tired of this. Just trade him already. Uh, turns out Keith Pompey reckons the Hawks considered sending John Collins and Cam Reddish for Ben Simmons. That's not enough. Um, and in his uh, chat with uh, the Fanatic today, Daryl Morey said the Sixers are open to more trade possibilities because of how good Joel Embiid is playing. No shit! Which is fascinating as well because uh, this is it. We were waiting for this, the walking back of the, oh, we need a top 25 player, a top 30 player. Oh, we could probably go for a top 40 player if it's a really good fit. Now, you might remember if you listen to this show, I said this fucking ages ago. Wait for Moray to sort of just slowly walk back that dumb shit and just say, oh, well, you know, it actually sets us up better to have it this way if uh, that's who we decide to go with. And that's exactly what's happening. And, uh, of course, the fucking just... The cacophony of dumb shit coming from uh, Ben Simmons' uh, close, close-knit close group, apparently, is like, well, he's going to... He, they continue to insist that he'll sit out the entire season if a deal isn't done by the deadline. When you're making demands about, I want to be traded, oh, but it's about my mental health. I can't play for this organization. I'm just saying, color me fucking skeptical. You know? Just saying. Alright, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps. Do you know that I want to go to the pub? <laughs> Jeez. These are brought to you by I'll tell you what. It's our friends over at Manscaped. That's right, it's almost February. And don't forget this. You know what's happening in the second week of February? It's not just the Super Bowl. It's Valentine's Day. And our mates over at Manscaped are working harder than ever to make sure your Valentine's Day is one to remember. Don't turn that day of romance into Independence Day. Aliens blowing shit up. Just getting a bit weird. Get in control with the Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, which I love. And you can join 4 million men worldwide, including myself, my old man, a couple of other folks I know who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the code STRAY for 20% off and free shipping. And I'll tell you what, Contrary to popular belief, love is not blind when you can't see past the love jungle. Oh, yeah. That means hair. I'll tell you what. Look, going into Valentine's Day, you want to make sure that your junk is looking tip-top. Spick and span. Make sure your balls are smoother than the bonnet of a 1996 Holden Commodore. That's all you need, I'm just saying. So, the Performance Package 4.0 is what it's all about as well because you get the lawnmower, which has got that awesome... uh, The skin-safe technology, the advanced skin-safe technology, which is awesome. It's like this bloody house, no bloody nicks. And I'll tell you what, you also get the weed whacker. That's the nose and air hair trimmer, which is awesome. Tell you what, when you get a bit older like me, you're like, hang on a second, do I have ear hair? What the shit? Your nose hair just goes a little bit crazy. Anyway, sort that out with your weed whacker. And also, you get your crop preserver ball deodorant, and you get the spray. Oh, I love the spray! The spray is awesome. Uh, so basically, just look after your nether regions, and I'll tell you what, they'll look after you when it comes to Valentine's Day, you know what I'm saying? So get yourself the gift that you and your date will both appreciate. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off from free shipping with the code Strayer. You can't buy love, but you can buy a clean pair of balls. So bloody get around it, all right? 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer. Help tame that love jungle you have in your pants with Manscaped. All right. Game wraps. New Orleans beat the pants off of the uh, Knickerbockers of New York City. 102.91. Uh, 
Jimmy, that's not much of a bit of a belting. Well, it was for the most part. And, like, I don't know, the Pelicans started off hot from three. The Knicks were lagging. Started moving the ball a bit more. They got Mitch Robinson involved. Alvarado was tearing it up. That's right, Brooklyn native Jose Alvarado tearing it up for the Pals. He was awesome. He went four or five in the first half. He was great. He had an awesome pass to Jackson Hayes in there at one point. So uh, the Knicks were down 13. Barrett finally found his shot, though. Burks hit a three. They got rolling a bit. They pulled it back. But the Pals, I'll tell you what, Spindles, my name is Jonas, Josh Hat, Herb Jones, they were rolling. Randall beat the buzzer. They were down six at the half still. And uh, you're kind of like, what's happening? Oh, geez. Second half, they got smoked. Devontae Graham goes, bang, rips off 12 points by himself. Three threes and an and one. Meanwhile, Kemba Walker, Evan, don't Google me, Fournier, RJ Barrett, they're all missing, just taking fucking shitty, lazy threes. And you turned around and the Pelicans are up 17. And here come the Boo Birds at MSG. Boo. Was it Seals? What do you reckon? I don't know. Uh, it was 24 points down. It was crazy. Julius Randle's getting booed after two turnovers. It was absolute scenes. It was like 23 points with nine minutes left. And then uh, IQ, Emmanuel quickly hit a three. Burks hit a three. Burks hit some free throws. Q Grimes hit a three. IQ hit another three, and it's an 11-point game with five minutes left. But they couldn't get it, like, basically close enough to really land the punch, right? It was a 10-point game with three and a half minutes left. But a couple of bad shots by the Knicks, a couple of turnovers, they couldn't get close enough. The uh, Pelicans ran away with it. So the Knicks, look, they shot 37%. They had 15 turnovers. They went 9 of 38 from three. Ugh, gross. RJ had 17 points, but just not enough. Uh, 17 and 15 for the other Mitch Robinson. Julius Randle was horrible. He's going to pop up again later. Evan Fournier goes one of eight. Kemba goes one of five. Ooh, that's an expensive, shitty backcourt you've got there, Knicks. Burke's IQ and Grimes, though, were very handy off the bench. 13, 14, and 15, respectively. They shot seven of 19 from three combined. But just nothing going for this Knicks team in this one. They kind of suck at home, too. Uh, The Pelicans, just a really good, balanced offensive game from everybody. Spindles had 15, 5, and 6. 18 and 10 for my name is Jonas Valanciunas. 17-7 with four assists for Josh Hart. 15 for Devontae, as mentioned. Busted that game open in the third quarter. And Alvarado, he was unreal. 13 points, four assists, four steals. Did a bit of everything. He was unreal. The Knicks dropped to 22 and 24. The Pelicans are 17 and 28, keeping their very uh, sketchy playing tournament hopes alive. So there you go. Uh, Phoenix, they ran over the top of Dallas. 109-101 in Dallas couple of uh, runs from both teams early. This was oh, it's a game of runs. And uh, I'll tell you what, Phoenix had the last run. The one that won them the game. Because uh, the Mavs just ground to a halt and a hail of missed fucking Tim Hardaway, the lesser threes. The D just got beat time and time again. Look, Dallas running back-to-back. You knew it was going to come at some point, but you thought they could maybe just hold off Phoenix long enough. Uh, like, the Zinger was fired up early. He had a big oop and a three. But then CB3 sparks runs. And the Suns missed 16 straight threes. And it didn't matter. They were forcing turnovers as well. They just kept pulling sort of, you know, runs together. And the craziest part was the half of this game, the end of the first half, was 48-45 Dallas with 2.0 seconds left. Luca going into his spoon move, gets it in, and Dallas somehow went into the half up 53-45. That's right, up eight instead of up three because Luca scored five points in three seconds, stole the inbounds pass off Cam Johnson, buried a three as the buzzer sounded. Unbelievable. Uh, but still, look, the Suns came out on fire in the third, 12-2 to two to, to, uh, twelve to two run. And this was kind of the story, right? It was just runs, 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 runs. Dallas showed some fight. Luka and Zinger did some good stuff. 11-2 to finish off the third for them. 
They go up eight going to the fourth, and then the Suns just fucking belted them. Crowder was nailing shit. The Dallas D was getting ragged. But the Mavs were still up three with five minutes to go, but they just couldn't hold them. From the seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter down to the stretch, it was basically 17 four runs by the stretch. Got them up five with less than two minutes left. And all these missed shots by Hardaway and just, oh, Luca was dealing with like a weird neck injury. And CP3 just has the dagger triple, caps like a 20-4 to four run. And that was that. They were down by 12. They win. It's a 35 to 19 fourth quarter, 22 to 6 over the last seven minutes. And uh, that'll do it. As I said, like the Mavs just ground to a halt. The offense, it just, the legs went, the defense went, and off it went. Uh, 13 turnovers in the fourth quarter. It was horrifying to watch this if you're a Mavs fan. 19 turnovers in total. They shot 11 of 37 from three. Luca had 28, 8, and 8. That's eight turnovers to go with his eight rebounds and eight assists. He shot 9 of 23, 2 of 9 from downtown. At least the zinger looked all right. Extreme zinger meal. Yeah, nine, uh, 11, uh, 18 and 11. There you go. 19 and uh, nineteen points, six turnovers for Jalen Brunson. Hardaway the lesser has 11 points on 10 shots. Uh, the Suns, 12 less turnovers. Only seven. That is unbelievable. 13 steals. They were great. Booker was awesome. 28, 5, and 6. Uh, 28, 5, and 6, but also played really good defense, I thought. He only went 1 of 8 from downtown, but still. Booker, look... Gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes for the defense. Has a bit of a sook on the offensive end, but as well. But I'll tell you what, geez. He's coming into his own. CP3 had 20 points, 11 assists, 0 turnovers. Bridges had 12, 6, and 4 steals. Crowder went 3, 6 from downtown for his 13. Campaign had 12, and Bismack, Biombo, sit down, Biombo, had 9 points, 4 rebounds. He crushed it, though, I'll tell you that much. Dallas dropped to 26 and 20. Phoenix have beaten them, I think, 8 straight times now. They're 35 and 9. And then finally, the game that nobody wanted to bloody win, Indy at Golden State. That's right. The Pacers, without anybody on their team, without none of their stu- without any of their starters, unless you want to count Juzzy Holiday, maybe, uh, they win in overtime, 121-117 over the Warriors in hilarious fashion just because the Warriors didn't want to win it. No Carrots, no Malcolm Brogdon, no Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis, no Miles Turner, no TJ Warren, no TJ McConnell, if you're out of TJs, you're fucked, right? Like, I mean, 90% of their payroll was out. And this was all set up for a Lance, Lance, make him dance, Lance-a-thon. And Lance Stevenson did sweet FA, right? He had four points, three assists. But turns out it was the uh, Kiefer Sykes show, the Crystal Duarte show, and the Goga show. Goga got kicked out, which is hilarious. Um, but they played him to a standstill. It was a one-point game in the second quarter. And then they just kept coming at him. They never gave up. It was crazy. They ripped off a 13-3 run at the start of the second half. Indy just stayed up because the Warriors couldn't buy a three. The Warriors were 4-21 like during that third quarter. All of those made threes were by Steph. <laughs> the Pacers were like 10-24 at that point. Finally, Damian Lee got one and Steph got going as well. But look, it felt like the Warriors had this one in the can. They got up five, GP2, Gary Payton the second, yammed on Goga, got him kicked out. And then the Pacers ripped off an 11-2 run themselves, got them back up. Isaiah Jackson was stealing everything not nailed down. The Warriors weren't getting into any rhythm. Their defense was also a bit sus. Uh, they edged back up, though, thanks to Steph being clutch as hell, hitting free throws. But Juzzy Holiday nails a game-tying three, goes to overtime after uh, they can't get a uh, couple of pretty wide-open looks, actually, the old uh, Warriors to drop. And in overtime, the Pacers just handled them. Kiefer Sykes dropped five straight points. He was unreal. And they kind of just rode it out. It was incredible. So, good win by the Pacers. The overtime was just, like, I think the uh, Warriors scored the first five points of that as well, right? And 
then scored two points the rest of the way. So 11-2 run again by the Pacers. It's absolutely gnarly. You had Maple Jordan, uh, Andrew Wiggins just taking some pretty weird shots, bad shots, and there you go. Absolute scenes there in Warrior Land. They now drop to 32-13. and 13. The defense without Draymond is just all over the shop. Pacers, meanwhile, 17-29, and 29, which is pretty crazy when you think about it because they're not very good and they didn't have any of their players. Oh, my God. So Steph goes off for 39 points, 8 assists. He shoots 12-27, 6-16 from 3, one of his best defensive outings in ages. 13-15 and 15 for Kevon Looney. Also had five turnovers. What are you doing, Kevon? Iggy, he had four points, four blocks, four turnovers. Yeesh! We go. 11 points on 5 of 15 shooting. What are you doing, Maple Jordan? Clay, 6 of 17 for his 12 points. He literally couldn't buy a 3. He was 0 of 7. Uh, but no one. Like, there were 9 of 42 uh, from downtown. That means the rest of the bloody of the Warriors were 3 of 26. Unbelievable. That's Houston Rockets territories. 9 of 42 from... Uh, from the entire team. For the Pacers, look, 27 for Duarte. He was awesome. 10 and uh, 16 from the floor. 16 for Juzzy Holiday, including that massive three. Four of nine from downtown for him. Jeremy Sleepy Eyes Lamb, he had 14. 15 for Isaiah Jackson, who just did everything. He had three steals as well. Duarte had three steals as well, as well as 27. But Kiva Sykes, look, four of 12, but 10 points, five of which came in the overtime. What a legend. You love to see it. And Goga had 13 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. He was crushing it until he got kicked out by trying to give uh, GP2 a bit of a uh, headbutt kiss. So there you go. Anyway, Pacers, good win, I guess. I mean, it's a crazy win. Like, they didn't have their starters. They had none of their starters apart from Juzzy Holiday. And even he, it's like, is he one of their starters? Tory Craig, is what, he one of their starters? Who knows? They do cycle in and out. But without most of their payroll, they beat the Warriors. Unbelievable. All right, let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night, dude. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. I mean, Steph Curry tried his hardest to win this by himself and then couldn't get over the hump at the end. 39, 5, and 8 for him. Uh, so I want to tell you who this one goes to is Chris Paul. Chris bloody Paul. 20 points, 11 assists, 0 turnovers but also hit just the game-sealing dagger three when the Mavs were still, like, there. So, oh, we could probably still... Oh, fuck, we can't win this now. He shot 8 of 14, 2 of 6 from downtown, but 20 points, 11 assists, and 0 turnovers. Holy shit, Chris Paul, that was a game. So he outplays Luka. Uh, Booker basically outplays Luka as well. Luka's just a bit wonky, all the turnovers. And it was Chris Paul just orchestrating it all. I swear, if you had Chris Paul, like... Give him an actual center that isn't like JaVale McGee and Bismack Miombo right now. And they, I mean, he is made DeAndre Ayton, right? Like, if you gave him Mitch Robinson, just imagine what <laughs> Mitch Robinson, now they're dropping 17 and 10 today, but goddamn, just CB3 is incredible. So, uh, honorable mention to Steph, but Chris Paul, what an absolute legend today. That was great. Spot of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Spud of the night. Boo! Uh, at least he didn't give the crowd the thumbs down in this time. Spud of the night. It's also going to be old mate, no mates. 
Today, Julius Randle, so doesn't front the media again. I think there's nine straight games there in New York that he hasn't. Uh, four points, one of nine shooting might have something to do with that. 0 of 2 from 3, three turnovers. He was a minus 26. Yeesh. And he's getting booed when he's turning over the ball now in MSG. This is a tricky one. So, love me some Julius Randle. Thought that run last year was awesome. This year, though, you can't go nine games if you're getting paid a shit ton of money to play basketball, to be a leader on this team, and then not front the media and actually sort of take some responsibility. That's just fucking cowardly. So Julius Randle is not only spud of the night, but he's old mate no mates because he's your fucking mate. And all the Knicks are like, he's not our fucking mate. We're booing him. So whose mate is he? He's your fucking mate. Julius Randle, spud of the night, four points, one of nine. Unbelievable. Against the Pelicans, his old team. Where's your heart, Julius? Where's your heart? Nobody knows, bro. Pantsing of the night. Ah, pantsing the evening goes to, there was two here. Luca at the end of that first half, as I mentioned, steals the ball from Cam Johnson, drills a three as the horn goes right in Cam Johnson's face. That is just such a pantsing. It's like, ah, oh, he stole it off me. Oh, fuck, he's hit the three. But, of course, the real pants of the night is Gary Payton II smokes Goga into the earth's mantle with a ripper dunk. Goga takes exception for uh, GP2 wiping his hair and having a look at him. And Goga kind of gives him a bit of a love tap, almost kiss, headbutt. They get double T's, and Goga gets kicked out. So yeah, if you get dunked on, stared down, and then kicked out, <laughs> you better believe that's a pantsin. All right, better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. This also sort of doubles as a legend of the week. Jose Alvarado was awesome. Six of nine today for the Pals. One or two from downtown. 13 points, four assists, four steals in MSG. He's from New York. His family's there. They're loving it. He was a plus 12. And the coolest part was he was just so fucking stoked by it all. So his post-game interview is just a sheer fucking explosion of joy. He's so happy. Like, he got to meet Tracy Morgan. He had his family there. Like, what an awesome day for Jose Alvarado. And he, to be honest, he fucking kicked that door in in that uh, game and beat the Knicks. Like, without him, the Pelicans lose this. And he just sort of took control at different points. And he was fucking unreal. So, better than Lonzo Ball, Jose Alvarado, 13 points, 4 assists, 4 steals, a plus 12, 6 and 9. Nice. From the floor. What a legend. And uh, should we do another legend? Another legend is uh, Daryl Morey talking about Ballsack Sports, which is pretty great. So good job by Ballsack Sports <laughs> out there getting Daryl Morey having to uh, cover off trade rumors. Uh, but of course, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. So this was awarded on Tuesday. We're not changing it. I'm not bringing science into it. I'm staying rooted in what I believe in. Kyrie Irving, not only are you Dickhead of the Week, you're just fuckhead of the year. Oh, nah, I don't know about that science stuff. But what I believe in is much more important. You absolute fucking dead shit. All right, yeah, Nas, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do some year nows. They're brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Nine Brewing. Tell you what, it's warmer in hell right now in Melbourne, so that means party time. You can go outside, drink some beers. Don't go to the bottle and get the Omicron from the weirdo standing next to you. Bring the bottle to you with the DailyLiquor.com. Smash some of their beers, wines, cocktails, whatever you need. And if you're banging the code Strayer, you get a free six-pack of the delicious, delicious Dos Blocos XPA. God damn, that's a good drink of beer, I'll tell you that much. So... This is from the metro Melbourne area. Same day delivery. If you order before noon, go get around the dailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code Strayer and get a sixer on your mate, Jimmy. Right. Yeah, nah. Number one, does the Lonzo injury sink the Bulls? Yeah, nah. Nah, because I think that's why you do go and get Alex Caruso as well as Lonzo Ball, as well as DeMar Rosen, right? you got your built-in redundancies, similar to what the Nets have done. Plus, you've already got Kobe, Kobe White, and you drafted Eodosunmu who is doing a great job filling in for Lonzo anyway. So you won't see the ceiling of the Bulls in the next two months, probably without Lonzo. But as long as you've still got DeMar DeRozan there, Vooch, and if Levine comes back okay in a, like, you know, in a couple of days' time, maybe you get Patch Williams back towards the end of the season as well. But the Bulls will be okay. They'll be, they won't be as good as they possibly could be, obviously, without Lonzo. Uh, so they, as long as they keep sort of treading water and not being horrible... Lonzo can come back, and if he's okay heading the playoffs, then it turns into, like, a fun addition. Like, oh, you know what the biggest addition that will be made at the trade deadline will be? Will be Chicago getting Lonzo back. Yeah, no shit. Andrew Wiggins, is he an all-star, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. I mean, if you ask the fans, yeah. Because, hey, it's the fans' game. It's the fans' vote. So uh, you might not make it because of the way they weight, uh, what is it, the media and the coaches' votes. But at the same time, fuck it. Like, if that's what the fan bases are going to vote for, then off you go. Last one. Would you take less in a Bill Ben Simmons deal just to solidify this Sixers team? Yeah, nah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've some, seen some of these ones floating around, right? Like, if you get Buddy Hield, Harrison Barnes, and Aaron Fox as well as a first for Ben Simmons, fucking take it. What's the old adage? Uh, the perfect is the enemy of good? Yeah. Like, I think, you, as Daryl Morey kind of alluded to, right? Like, you, you're now going to like walk it back. Oh, well, it's maybe more about fit. So I was looking at this maybe a top 40 player. It's all good. But yeah, enjoy the Jeremy Grant experience, Sixers fans. Uh, but no, this is entire vibe, right? Like you've got Joel Embiid. You should, your entire goal here without Ben Simmons playing and it's like turning it into something that can help build this team that can win a fucking title. Not win the press conference. Like I know that Darren Morey doesn't really give too much of a shit about that. But you don't have to go out and like win the trade just make your fucking team better. You know? Don't waste an MVP caliber year from Embiid. Like, who knows how long he plays for, how good he is for how long. He's a big dude. You've got him healthy at the moment. You've got to go now. What are you doing? Fuck off with this talk of, ah, oh, well, it's not likely we'll make a trade before the trade deadline if we don't get anything we like. Just make your team better. Win the fucking title, you idiot. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. All right, let's do Jimmy's All-Star picks. Also, yeah, look, I'm fine with that Andrew Wiggins All-Star vote stuff. Like, if you want to complain about it, like, get a better fan base who will go into bat for you. Like, the Warriors fans going to bat for Wiggins, Draymond. 
Like the fact that Kyrie got so many votes is fucking hilarious as well. Anyway, my all-star picks, pretty self-explanatory, I think. The East starters, you got KD, Giannis, Embiid, DeMar DeRozan there. Even though he's probably listed as Franco, but whatever. Uh, Trey Young as well. Uh, because, look, I wanted to put maybe Van Vliet as a starter ahead of Trey, but Trey's been so good statistically, even though their team has been a bit wonky. It's still pretty fun as an all-star. Uh, the bench I've got is Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet's Darius, Judy Garland. To go with Jared Allen, two calves. Unbelievable. Step up, Cleveland. Cleveland! Harden, Tatum, and LaMelo. I believe that leaves me at, what's that, one, two, three, four, five. Middleton in for KD, because KD's injured, obviously. Harden, Tatum, LaMelo, Jimmy Butler. Because Butler feels like he's missed a bit of time. He hasn't missed that much, so I'm going to throw him in there over Jalen Brown and because uh, he's been awesome. And Miami are fucking great, so there you go. In the West, Steph, Jar, CP3, LeBron, James, and the Joker of the starters. Might be a bit fucky. It's like, no, nah, I don't care about like the positional spots. Your backcourt. Oh, you got to have three frontcourt players. Says fucking who? Give me Steph, Jar, and CP3. They're the three best like dudes along with LeBron and, the, and Joker in the uh, West so far. So the bench, I've got Luka Doncic, Donnie Mitchell, Devin Booker, and then Carl Anthony Towns. Rude the Gobez, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. That's right, two Grizz, and DeJunte Murray. Uh, Paul George would have obviously made this, but he's hurt. Shire Reddick, Gilgis Alexander's right there. Draymond is obviously right there, but Triple J has been fucking dynamite the last like month, and DeJunte is like the only good player on the Spurs at the moment, so... Easy stuff there. See how, like, look, you got a couple of bubble dudes if you want to sort of discuss it, but um, I'll sort of go over these a little bit more on uh, Monday, Tuesday show next week, but I think it's all pretty straightforward, really, <laughs> if that makes sense. All right. Our back take house. It's Friday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, four for one tasty, frosty cold. TGIF, oil drum cans full of Foster's Lager. That's right, we sell it to you yanks because nobody else is going to drink this horse piss. I'm not saying that it's actually horse piss, but to be honest, it might actually be. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grilled Take is... With all the fines that have been going on with the Nets, I'll tell you what, with David Vanterpool, KD, Kyrie, the organisation themselves... They're just getting out there and being fined an absolute shit ton of money. And you know what that tells me? That that's an undisciplined organization that will never win a championship. Only at Outback. I'll tell you what. Kyrie out there talking shit, having the fucking nerve, meanwhile leaving his teammates out to fucking drive by not getting the vaccine. That is reason enough that they're not going to win the fucking title because he's a dipshit. All right, let's try and play watch right after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, what are you, Chris Paul? Today's uh, NBA Australia pre-performer of the day. NASA Commander Scott Kelly, Redico, Fran Alexis and Hanyan got in common. Well, they've all got incredible experiences. They teach you all about them on Knowable, which is a rad new app. The world's top experts teach you new shit in bite-sized little audio courses. They're great. I love them. It's like Spotify for learning shit. You'll learn heaps. The bloke from NASA talks about space. Oh, I'm almost finished with the expanse. God, it's good. 
Uh, NBA All-Star Chris Paul. That's right. He's out there talking about plant-based lifestyles. And Reddit co-founder Alexis Ahani teaches how to launch a startup. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff today, download Knowable. Bang in the code Strayer and you'll get 20% off. So go get 20% off being smart. It's just the smart thing to do. It's sick. I love him. Go check it out. I mean, the squid, he still hates him, but whatever. He's three, so. <laughs> Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? He was the only Aussie in action today. Uh, he played 11 minutes, and I'll tell you what, the offense was flowing pretty nicely when he was out there. A bit of good defense as well from Greeny. In the 11 minutes, he had two points. He went one of three from the floor. One rebound, one assist. He was a plus six. And then Jason Kidd, that giant spud, benched him. And away we go. Anyway, uh, the Luke Longley Award winner for this week. Oh, that's the role player who just does their bloody job award. There was a couple of uh, interesting ones for this because I thought for the uh, Pelicans, like the way my name is Jonas Valanciunas is just out there and uh, going, hey, man, my job is to be big and crush. <laughs> but, uh, but Jackson Hayes is my Luke Longley Award winner for today and for this week because, you know, he's backing up my name is Jonas Valanciunas. And all he does, it feels like every time you watch the Pelicans, you'll have one or two sort of like teachable moments, maybe not boneheaded moments, but you're like, huh. And he'll fix it next time around. Like his defense is pretty solid. He had six points, two rebounds, one assist today. But I feel like he's just sort of really, really, he's only 21 still. He's out there kind of just doing a really good job for the Pels. And... That's it. He's just doing his bloody job. All it is, it's like all Jackson Hayes knows is get rebounds and dunk ball. And that's all he needs to do. Like he went a period that he's like shooting 71% so far for 2022. Like it's absolutely bonkers. So I love me some Jackson Hayes. And that pass I mentioned that uh, Alvarado hit him with was absolutely beautiful. All right, the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Oh, this is an easy one today because Aaron bangers banes. Tell you what, it got a bit emotional here at NBA Australia when we saw the bangers post pop up. And I'm like, hang on, that's that's a bangers post. Aaron Baines, he's posted, you little ripper. And so as I saw it really quickly, it was uh, likes by, you know, my best mate Nick Kay, bunch of other Australian basketball folk, and I'm like, holy shit, it's on. And uh, Bangers had a couple of photos, him looking at his bronze medal, him hanging out on the beach with his family, uh, a couple of birthday cakes, going a bit of, doing a bit of fishing, some beautiful little drawings, him and his awesome family just hanging out. And the caption was just, the long road back, grateful for it all, flexing bicep emoji and the bronze medal emoji. Oh, God, now we're being emotional. Bangers. It's good to have him back, isn't it? That was awesome. It was a beautiful moment. Love to have you back, Bangers. Hope you're doing well, mate. All right. That's good. Let's do some game previews for the weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Excited for the weekend? Oh, shit, yes. So you might remember yesterday's show. I dropped the squid off at my folks. So uh, old mate and I get like, you know, two (laughs) sleep-ins, which is great. Also going to finally go see the new Spider-Man tomorrow, which would be great. Um, so we went one of three on the picks today because of uh, the crazy topsy-turvy Pacers game. Walking into that, leaves us at 379 of 665 for this season, though. So we're still doing all right. Saturday, tomorrow, we've got 11 games. There are some bangers on here, too. I'll tell you that much. Chicago 
Milwaukee would be great. Uh, OKC go to Charlotte. Now, OKC obviously got hammered the other day. I'm going to take the uh, Hornets here, minus 9.5, because I think if your defense isn't on point, Charlotte can run over the top of you, and I think that's why maybe what's going to happen here. So I'll take the Hornets, minus 9.5. The Lakers go to Orlando. That's Frank Vogel going back to the scene of the crime. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites, the Lakers, and they better fucking win this or Vogues is going to get his ass handed to him and fired again in Orlando. So give me the Lakers minus five-and-a-half. The Clippers go to Philly. This is a tricky one because uh, Clippers played teams tough. We saw them like, against Denver yesterday. Uh, but I'll take Philly in this one. I think they might have taken a bit of out of them. Uh, seven-and-a-half-point favorites to the Sixers. I'll take that. Miami, they go to Atlanta. They're a half-point underdog. I'll take Miami. They're just a tougher team. Atlanta suck and uh, at times haven't been very good at home. They have won their last two there, though, but I'll take Miami in that one. Portland, they go to Boston. I'm taking the Celtics minus seven and a half. That Portland team is uh, fun. Bit of a rabble, though. And even though Boston are also rabble-ish, they should be a bit better, shouldn't they? Seven and a half. I'll take that for Boston. Toronto play in Washington. I'm taking them as one and a half point underdogs because they're a better team than Washington, and that should be a really good game. Say that much. There's a tip. Chicago, go to Milwaukee. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land. Eight and a half point underdogs of the Bulls. Eight and a half. I mean, sure, Giannis might have 50, but I'm going to take the plus eight and a half because I think Chicago can at least hang with Milwaukee for a little bit, maybe, right? Right? Eight and a half. Fuck it. Let's go, Chicago. Brooklyn, go to San Antonio. Patty Mills back. He's going home. I love it. I'm taking the Spurs plus two and a half, though, because Brooklyn, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Just without KD, it's going to take them a while to figure that out. I'm taking the Spurs plus two and a half because they're, I don't know, they're a tough team, and they're at home for a little bit now. Memphis, they're three and a half point underdog somehow in Denver. I'm taking Jar and Triple J to beat the Nugs. Utah host Detroit. They're 13 and a half point favorites. Give me the Yaz. It's soft, J. And Golden State on a back-to-back play Houston. I'm taking Houston plus 11 and a half. Uh, especially after today's Pacers meltdown. That Golden State defense is not good enough. So give me Houston plus 11.5. Sunday, we only have three games. I'm taking Sacramento at Milwaukee. I'll take the Bucks. Even with the Bucks on a back-to-back, I think they can beat the Kings. Cleveland host OKC. Give me the Cavs with OKC on a road back-to-back. Phoenix also host Indy. Indy on the end of their big road trip. I'll take the Suns. Then Monday, 11 games. 11! It's because we've got NFL playoffs coming out the wazoo. We've got the Knicks hosting the Clippers at 5 a.m. Australian time. I'll take the Knicks. I think it's just going to be a bit of a tough one for the Clips here. Washington host Boston. I'll take the Celtics. That's at 7.30 a.m. Miami host the Lakers. That's a rip snorter, isn't it? I'm taking the Heat. The Lakers doing their Florida trip. Let's go, Heat. Chicago, they go to Orlando. I'll take the Bulls. Uh, that's a bit of a uh, vooch. Bit of revenge. Toronto, they host Portland. I'll take the Raptors because they're good and Portland are not. Atlanta, they go to Charlotte. I'm going to take the Hawks. That's a fun game. Atlanta-Charlotte, isn't it? It's a Spider-Man meme. Hey, what? Uh, Philly, they go to San Antonio. San Antonio with this uh, homestand. I'll take the Sixers in that one. I just don't know if anyone on the Spurs can slow down Embiid. Yeah. And Memphis, they go to Dallas. Uh, We saw this the other day. Dallas took care of them, but I think Memphis might be all right in this one. Again, in a bit of a rematch. I'll take the Grizz. Minnesota host Brooklyn. I'm going to take the uh, Wolves. Oh, God, that's a couple of uh, road losses for the Nets on the weekend, you reckon, Jimmy? Yeah. Denver, they host Detroit. I think the Nuggets smashed the Pistons. And Golden State host Utah. In Golden State, this was probably... I got to the end of this, and it's like, God, after today, that's probably the trickiest game to pick of all of them. 
I'll go Golden State. They might just have enough. Who knows what's going on with Utah at the moment? Certainly not me. All right, we'll wrap all those up for you Monday because that's when we'll be back. All right. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IGs, we're all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up about the NFL. Divisional round this weekend should be a good one. Good big preview episode too. Adam's got World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check that out. FWCIE on Twitter as well. Smash NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. I only got a few t-shirts left, so if you want to take some off my hands, just say, just uh, check it out. There you go. All through the facey, whatever. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go to manscaped.com. Use that code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping and look after your balls this Valentine's Day. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. So there you go. Smooth balls, free sixer. And if you download Knowable, you'll also get smarter. All the combos. Knowable. Bang in that code STRAYA when you download that and get smarter with 20% off. Big thanks. Go to From Oslo uh, for the intro and outro song. Their new band House Hats are awesome too. Check them out. Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Shadow, Green Green Green, and Dozers. They're all behind the tunes that you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, however you follow and listen to your tunes. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, and so should you. All right, we'll close out the week with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. And we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a good weekend. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And... Later, who's in How's it going, eh? That's Stephen Adams here, Brew. I'll oh, just pop him by for my weekly diary entry, Brew. So, oh, here goes, eh? Oh, dear diary, Brew. It's me, eh? Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that anyway, hey? Because you're my diary, Brew. Like, you all know my deep, dark secrets, Brew. Like, I've not been sick really the last few weeks. I think I've just been prepping all my John Morant MVP hungies, Brew. And lifting lots of weights. And I guess it paid off, eh, this week. Because, so, it was a bit of a big week for me, eh? I was in the news, Brew. Uh, which I don't really like tune that much. Uh, and it was all because I picked up that fella from the Bulls. Tiny, tiny, was it Tony? Tooney. Tooney Bradley, Brew. Tooney Bradley. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what everyone was so excited about, Brew. I mean, I do it all the time. I did it to my friend Jaren. He was pretty cool about it too. He didn't like it that much. But I mean, that's what I do, Brew. If there's a bit of argy-bargy, Brew, you pull the pin on it by poking them up, right, and moving them away from the center of the problem. So... I learned that from my 36 brothers and sisters, bro, because 20 of those guys, they went into being bouncers and security guards all the way around Wellington if they weren't also Olympic athletes and whatnot. So, but we all learned it from our cousin Rongo, bro, because when he's not in jail for robbing fish and chip shops or ram reading like the milk bars, bro, uh, he's probably New Zealand's best bouncer, bro. He's worked for over 147 places there in New Zealand, which is actually more pubs and stuff than there are actually in New Zealand, bro. Uh, but he's so good that they bring him back all the time, I think. So, yeah. And his approach has always been like, oh, Stephen Brew, they can't fight the other fella or the other missus if they're not there, eh? So we just move them away from there, Brew. It's very simple when you think about it, eh? Here's he is, Brew. And I was like, oh, Rongo, that's a great idea, eh? So you pick them up, you move them away, and off you go. So that's what I did with Tony Bradley Brew. Easy as. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a bit of a big week. I mean, I'm back, I'm playing, I'm feeling good at the moment. My dunny's working really well again, probably because I took it easy on my own hungies in the last few weeks. But yeah, bro, 
I still want to go to that big pyramid just down the road there in Memphisburg. But with all the COVID, it's a bit tough, eh? So, yeah, but we're playing really well, Brew, as well. My best friend Jar, he's playing amazing, Brew. My friend Jaren, he's playing pretty well, too. And I'm just trying to avoid the COVID and stuff, eh? So, yeah, I think we can make a real good run here for the rest of the season, eh? So, I better get back to work, Brew, and go check on those MVP hungies, eh? So, look, that's it for this week. I might pick you up and uh, put you over here next week, eh? Oh, that's a funny joke, that one. Okay. Cheer, cheer. Love, Stephen Adams Brew.